like I keep wanting to be like, eh, it'll be like a weekend review. I'll be like, hey guys, check it in. It's a midweek review, but like I don't even really want to get committed to that. Yeah, no, so, fuck that. I like the we just like I was saying in the last one, we're just gonna do whatever we want. Some of them will be like a lot of them will be like this, you and me just bullshitting. Some of them will be specific things too. But like let's it's yeah. an additional format. Like we can do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, like last time we did that really heartfelt um uh like the thing on soldiers in the military and veterans, which a, a lot of people, you know, seem to respond to. Yeah. That was actually kind of surprising. I didn't think I was going to get much in the way of response, but that was nice. It was no, uh, actually, if, if you look at the mentions, not for you, but for the show, actually, um, a lot of big people. I mean, um, what's it, James Adomian, uh, Dasha, <laughs> Nick, Nick Mullen, actually, uh, all of them called you a gay lord for being so sincere on the Internet. <laughs> and it's like those people are not usually ideologically on the same page but it's just nice to see so bringing people together it's what the show's about yeah glad it could be a unifying force i do you do you have any articles i had a couple articles that i thought were kind of interesting uh i have one or two before that since we're already talking about stupid internet shit yeah i just wanted to say uh critical support for our podcast uh brethren over at beep beep lettuce Bren got got locked out for 12 full hours for posting in 2011, and this is in all caps, slap chop bitch. And so I hate to say this, but fair is fair. Bren, it was 2011. The meme was dead at that point. I think you knew that. So <laughs> the fact that you got away with it for this long and really only have a half day timeout. <laughs> and she got totally locked out. She didn't even get one of the account limiting things. Uh. <laughs> well, I, you post like that, you need some time for reflection. Yeah, <laughs> I've got great OxyClean memes. I don't post them because the time has come and gone. <laughs> but yeah, articles. I want to show you the articles. Okay. Or or yeah. you know whatever content you you have. I mean, while you're pulling those up, so I um because I have a broken brain. I started digging through the FEC, FEC filings that all the candidates just put through. You are vaguely familiar with government things, um, but as somebody who has worked with a lot of like government stuff, both military side and with consulting, it is incredible how much um, decently good reporting the government actually does when it comes to certain aspects of um, money and politics, but no one ever looks at them, right? Like it's just oh, well, they do their filings or senators have to submit a thing every year about various resources and income and stuff like that. But nobody really ever reviews it or checks up on it. And it's just a nothing. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to dig through these. Especially because the FEC filings are literally like, this guy at this address sent this much money during these few months, which I fucking love. Um, it's just super fascinating to dig through. So far, I've only done Boot Edge Edge, Kamala, Beto, and I'm just wrapping up Cory Booker. So I'm doing most of the suck dims to start with. And then I'm going to do some of the lefty people just to see uh, what the differences are. But far and away, uh, like there's a lot of weird ones, a lot of weird entertaining donations. The most evil by far seem to be with uh, Buddha Judge, actually. Like just sheer I, Rupert Murdoch's kid uh, is donating to him. The guy who actually I think is technically in charge of Fox now um he's yeah maxing out donations his donations are all just from people who desperately need to believe in a meritocracy that they're thriving in exactly 
He's got uh, one That's of the his, tishes. His demo pie is just that one demographic. It's yep. just a circle colored red. It's incredible. He has some of the most like cynical, vaguely centrist status quo types. Like it's just they're they're all horrible monsters. I mean, in general, the depressing part about looking at donations is how many of them are CEOs and Wall Street, how like well represented those those classes are within the donor ranks. Yeah, who um, else is who else is yeah, exactly. throwing away who money? Is, who else is fucking giving three grand a quarter to these fucking people? Twenty eight hundred dollars a quarter. Like no none of no regular person has that. But you do get like physicians and small business owners and people who don't necessarily have like uh, uh, a voice in politics to the to the point that these other people do, but yeah, Buttigieg has Murdoch's kid. He's got one of the Tishes, uh, so a billionaire heiress. I think it's Laura Tish, uh, one of the billionaire heiresses of the Lowe's Corporation, also what the NYU Tish School is named after. Mm-hmm. Beto though has the Condé Nast editor Anna Wintour, yeah, which I died laughing at. So Beto. Kamala and Buttigieg all have the same thing where like Kamala was doing pretty well when she first announced, which is Q1 and then dropped off. So she doesn't have a lot of like consistent donors um, quarter to quarter. Buttigieg just came out of nowhere in the last few months. So he neither does he uh, and Beto started strong and then collapsed. So no, not a lot, not many of them have people who are donating consistently, but Anna Wintour is one of the few <laughs> donating consistently Maximum contributions to Beto O'Rourke, <laughs> uh, which is endlessly entertaining to me. Good for her. I respect it. I just, I just thought that was hysterical. Beto could do worse. I'm just, just <laughs> saying he could do worse. Oh, absolutely. Most of his donors are like lawyers and physicians and stuff, and local business owners in El Paso. Like it's very, it's very regional for most of these. Um, Kamala's are mostly people in California. So like Hugh Hefner's kid is donating to her, and a bunch of actors. Ben Affleck and um, who was the other one that was really ridiculous? Oh, uh, John Hamm is also donating to Brett. Her. Brett, I look at Anna Wintour like uh, people on the left look at Ted Kaczynski. Like, I'm not in love with the person, but her ideas are basically right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Kaczynski. Yeah, <laughs> but she's giving she she's given like six grand to Beto. So, <laughs> yeah, but I have a feeling this isn't about politics. Yeah, uh, that's kind of the vibe I was getting to. Because, like, I mean, where are you going to put your money? Um, but it's been, it's interesting to see. There are these two dudes in Chicago so far who have donated to almost every campaign I've looked at. And it's these two guys who work for a, like, big financial services company. Or I shouldn't say financial services. They work for a uh, an investment group. They run it. And... These guys basically helped invent high frequency trading. High frequency trading. What 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 about what what about that's that's a, a stock stock floor that uh, it's only for do- only dogs can can hear the margin calls. <laughs> Just imagine like the the commodities exchange, but it's all dogs. It's a fun image, right? It is a fun image. I like that. All right, you paid six dollars this month. That's like two coffees. You feel like you got. Two coffees worth of joy from a bunch of dogs. Maybe they're wearing suits and standing on two legs. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's way cute. I like that. I'm not going to do creativity right now and fill in the details because I want to collaborate with you, the listener, on this. So, What are they they stock trading for? Not bones. That seems too easy. Treats? Pets? Here's the thing. There's there's no no cats allowed. 
That's a big I mean, that's, part of it. That's totally fair. Cats, take a look at a picture of New York Stock Exchange. And anytime you see a woman, substitute a cat. That's <laughs> that's basically There's like two cats. And every time you see a guy, it's a dog. <laughs> that's actually what that Dog's Life sequel is about. They got a new writer, which is uh, doing some interesting shit. A bit more Downside radical. is all the dogs are addicted to cocaine and love to do misogyny. Yep, and not just not just the Dobermans this time, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you get that skinny with exercise bitch shut the fuck up <laughs> the uh this one donor is consistently daniel daniel Plain tierney you. i wish daniel tierney at wicklow capital uh he has you donated wish, to you wish daniel Plainview was a stock trader in 2019 <laughs> i just wish he existed he's more interesting than most of the villains we have now is he not? Instead of just another potato face, that white would be dude. so sad if Daniel Plainview was just like trying to get a, a fucking cronut outside of Dominique Ansel's. Like he has the same skill set, but he just has to. This is his life now. I feel like that's take, a fucking horrific curse. I take your reservation. I take it up. <laughs> You walk to the spotted pig, and I, I stayed at Dominique Ansel's. <laughs> Open table. <laughs> Open. <laughs> what a stupid uh, character. I know, I feel so bad for him now. I feel like we've <laughs> yeah. cursed him to a much worse life than any hell I can imagine. He's just like collecting cowboy hats in his Tribeca apartment with like the floor to ceiling glass windows. There's nowhere to hang them. Everyone just makes fun of him like, nice hat, asshole. He puts it back in his messenger bag on the way to the trading floor. <laughs> Definitely a man you can't take out of his era. No, he was, I mean, that's true of most men. If you pull any president out of a time machine, the clock is ticking before the N word's coming out. That's, oh, yeah. that's by the way i'm talking to any president <laughs> yeah. there's nobody that's gonna hold up well people used to like drink out of other people's skulls and not on like vice episodes in real life <laughs> oh before we do that yeah so there's a few of these big um there's a few of these big wall street investor types who are consistently donating across campaigns which is really fascinating to see because they're basically they're literally hedging their bets they're hedge fund owners hedging their bets uh, and so far it's only on the sock Dems. So I'm really fascinated to see what happens as I move towards the more quote unquote left politicians. So I'll probably look at Tulsi just cause fuck it. Why not? She probably has like 10 donors, but I'm very curious to see what happens when I get to like Elizabeth Warren and stuff. Do you look at my article that I found so funny? Yeah. Ehud Barak. Read that just read that <laughs> this i know it's horrible but like as a headline in isolation read what that says oh first this is on daily beast and they put it under the tag problem pals <laughs> but the headline is uh, ehud barak i visited epstein's island but never met any girls in an exclusive interview with the daily beast the israeli politician fights back at benjamin netanyahu's election attacks and reveals more about his relationship with epstein yeah that's sad. Oh. That really is like the, like I did smoke, but I didn't inhale just for our extremely troubling time. <laughs> like, 
I, I did go to Rape Island, but I saw no women to rape. I was at Rape Island, but I did not rape anyone. I was just there. Uh, cool former prime minister of Israel. <laughs> <laughs> more and more, I'm starting to buy into the uh, sort of insane theory that Epstein was a intelligence asset. That feels about right. Go on with your crazy conspiracy theory. So the crazy conspiracy theory is that the reason he has both avoided law enforcement for so long, the reason Acosta dropped the charges so quickly is because the CIA found out that he was a pedophile and was making money doing sketchy stuff. They used it against him to then get a ton of other uh, political and important figures from different countries implicated in pedophilia so that they could then leverage it against them and use them as assets. I can no longer tell if this is QAnon. Is this QAnon? I don't know. Did we actually horseshoe theory? We might have. I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't understand anything anymore. My problem with that is while I do believe the CIA is that evil, I think it just dismisses the more depressing reality, which is Rich people are all, the, the upper class all knows each other. They're all monstrous fucking human piles of garbage. And they just love rape and fucking sexual assault. As has been proven repeatedly in the last few years. Allegedly. I don't think the CIA needs to encourage it. Allegedly. Oh, my bad. Allegedly proven. And apparently, how do you pronounce it? What, Ehud Barak? Ehud Barak. And apparently he didn't even have sex on the island, so... We're just hanging out. That's so honestly, does. that's so much worse. You like <laughs> imagine imagine being like the former Israeli prime minister, and you're the guy on the Lolita Express that's just like, oh man, you guys are crazy. What? That's wild. And like just not doing anything while Bill Clinton's just going nuts. <laughs> like Well, Donald Trump is apparently like beating some girl nearby, and you're like, Whoa, this is wild, y'all. I'm just gonna sit here and drink. Look, I'm not saying it's good to be a part of that. I'm just saying you don't want to be the guy in the background in the amateur porn video who's playing StarCraft. <laughs> <laughs> the guy totally unconcerned by what's happening around him. My favorite, I, I, I love this article. First of all, because this Ed Barak guy seems pretty funny. Like he just trolls Netanyahu. Like he keeps going like, well, Netanyahu says I'm in hot water uh with epstein well i guess i'm willing to give monsters more tries than they deserve and that's why you should vote for netanyahu if you agree <laughs> <laughs> and it's just two old men tweeting zingers at each other over whether or not they did this particular sex crime <laughs> oh my god i just thought he was some rich guy who would donate money to my campaign i think you just got to lean into the bribery I'm corrupt, Listen, not weird. I'm yeah, I'm corrupt. I'm not a weird sex pervert. Honestly, that that's probably the route I'd go. Listen, guys, I'm just a corrupt politician. I have no interest in raping a woman. That's horrifying. I would never have gone along with this. I just went to the island to take the bag of cash to vote a certain way. That's it. Barack says you met him more than ten times, much less than a hundred. I can't tell you exactly how many. I don't keep count. Over the years I've seen him on occasion. I never attended a party with him. I never met Epstein in the company of women. Or young girls. Um, actually, he says, to the contrary, at his home, I met many very respected people, scientists, Nobel Prize winners. And I met him also in Boston at MIT. Um, okay. <laughs> That's a weird argument to be like, there was nothing untoward going on when I was meeting Epstein uh, because he was surrounded by 
MIT people and Nobel Prize uh, laureates and scientists, those are the horniest people in the world. <laughs> Can you imagine They're winning a Nobel Prize and still no one sucking those guys' dicks? None. Like, <laughs> this isn't a good excuse. Like, Grigory Perlman uh, literally won a Fields Medal and solved a Millennium Prize for a million dollars for solving the Poincaré conjecture he still lives with his mom and does not fuck so <laughs> like no nobody's fucking that guy so being like oh i was around a bunch of stem people on an island called rape island th those things are not ameliorating not at all the claim that he was never at a party and that he never saw epstein in the company of women is amazing because by all accounts Epstein was constantly in the company of women. You know, I, love so I can't to do, wait for the picture to show up. I love to fly on the Lolita Express to an island so I can debate Ricci flow with fellow physicists. <laughs> That's literally what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what about what about instead of Ricci flow? What if it was Christina Ricci flow? And it was it was the only homeomorphic uh, mutation of a four dimensional manifold that uh, fulfills the Poincaré conjecture. What if it was that? <laughs> That's for the two people who will get that one. <laughs> That's the positive spin of this is every rich person you know is friends with each other. Oh yeah, no, that's not uncomfortable at all. I don't have any issues with that. Where there was a tweet I saw the other day where I was like, "Damn, that's smart. I should write that down." <laughs> so I found a, a tweet from. Street Fight Brian that just says, WrestleMania is the only thing that can be technically good, but that you never want to see again. And I responded, no, my uncle's dick. Uh, <laughs> that was not the tweet I was looking for. That was not the smart tweet? Uh, Senator Schumer saying GOP is making a deal with the devil by not condemning Trump tweets literally after making a deal for the camps with him. <laughs> that wasn't it. Where the fuck is... Oh, so there's there's protests all over New York today because the Eric Garner murder is uh, not facing any consequences ever. Um, he's not even removed from the fucking police force. Yeah, so he's doing he's doing fine. Um, and I just saw I just saw this tweet that just a reminder, everyone. Uh, so quote: Eric Garner's dead. His daughter became an activist on behalf of her father. She's dead now too. Ramsey Orta. Uh, recorded the incident and is in solitary confinement, but the cop involved is good to go. And the mayor is currently running for president as if this isn't on him too. Uh, between this and what's going on in Pete Buttigieg's uh, backyard, which Brett, if you want to say a little bit about, uh, it really is amazing that politically, this is not something that you even need to worry about in terms of running for president. You can just disregard these issues and get on an MSNBC stage and progressives will congratulate you horse race style for being such a good boy. Well, it's depressing. You can have those things and you can get up on a stage and have the fucking mouthpieces, uh, the media and the establishment congratulate you and call you a progressive and have all the white progressives be like, oh, no, they're amazing. But Buttigieg has no fucking African-American support for a goddamn reason. So and Bill de Blasio has no support at all. So I will say uh, there appears to be some small detriments 
flip side, Kamala is a straight up cop who locked black people up for no reason. So, <clears throat> yeah. No, Buddha judges is because um, a cop shot a black man in his town and then he refused to release the tapes of it um, and basically let the cop go off scot-free. And this is after he had a previous scandal where he fired the black police chief after the black police chief recorded multiple white cops using slurs in the department. That is the most technocratic thing you can do is someone breaks the code of conduct at their agency to record racial slurs and the response is not any sort of investigation from the human rights agency or EEO protections or a top-down uh, gutting of the agency. It's, well, you know, you broke the rules when you recorded someone illegally and this is a, a nation of laws. Only cowards and sociopaths do that shit. And if you're thinking, I do that, uh, sort yourself out. Yep. Pick your bucket. He's also the dude who had a standing policy uh, when he was running, actually, still as mayor. He would send out these investigators, essentially, to figure out which housing, houses are, uh, look run down. And in an attempt to revitalize South Bend, they would just fine homeowners for houses that someone decided weren't up to par. And just coincidentally, they happened to be black people. And if you got a certain number of fines or it got to a certain point, they would just kick you out of your house. Which is very cool. Very cool. For all that, he does not have African-American support. Like, at all. So. Yeah. Man. He has every fucking white sociopath support, though. Pete Buttigieg is horrifying because that's going to be the better Trump. Like, it's going to be a Pete Buttigieg that is, for all intents and purposes, Trump. will create the same policies. He'll have the same resentments. He'll just do it in a way that seems polished and just like Richard Spencer, who had no power and no worth and no significance, will be elevated by the media. Like that's my fear and I'm pretty sure that's it, is Trump blazes the path as our big orange buffoon in chief and then takes all the fire and some very smart, very charming sociopath like Pete Buttigieg goes and optimizes the camps through public-private partnerships. And that's our future. Yeah. Richard Spencer's on CNN now, so we're on our way. I love that there's the Chiron for him just says white nationalist in the same way that it would say like nuclear physicist or, you know, <laughs> democratic pollster or whatever. It's like, yeah, this is just this recognized part of our political process. Listen, if they're going to do that, then I want to see full-on communists on CNN as well. It's only fair. I want to see communists. I want to see Black Panthers. If you're claiming that uh, we're just here to make sure all parts of the political spectrum are presented, then actually do that. Fucking dial it up. Like, I want to see Bryn on CNN talking shit. That'd be dope, actually. That would be cool, yeah. Hey, check out that link I just sent you. <laughs> what the fuck? Just read aloud. <laughs> West Palm Beach uses baby shark to keep homeless away from banquet hall. Florida, baby. Whoop, whoop. You didn't think this was possible, did you? Well, surprise, motherfuckers. <laughs> Florida City uses baby shark song to deter homeless problem in park. So West Palm Beach is using baby shark and other kid songs on a nonstop loop to deter homeless people from sleeping in the park. Yeah. Wow. The Florida government's policy is like, well, if the homeless literally aren't here, then that's solved. 
So problem solved, baby. So I know it's a city owned banquet hall. This is the government's interest supposed to be being looked out for here. Apparently the city doesn't like homeless people around city buildings. So let's use tactics that the CIA used on Noriega on our citizens of the city. The city has tried weaponizing music before. To get rid of drug dealers, the police played classical music through rooftop speakers and protective casings. The electrical cabinet that powered the speakers was eventually smashed. <laughs> the city has tried weaponizing music before. To get rid of drug dealers, the police played classical music through rooftop speakers in protective casings. <laughs> So just so we know where we're at, they actually were just blasting Vivaldi through the speakers to get rid of drug dealers, and then someone just ripped him out of the wall. That's good. Flip side, there's a drug dealer somewhere who is super into classical music that was having an amazing time. I bet there's drug dealers that are into classical music. Oh, 100%. I mean, you have to be, right? Have you ever actually like listened to Beethoven with the right intention? Uh, once or twice. I'm not a big classical yeah, it's pretty, music it's, person. It's pr pretty crazy, dude. Like you, you're like really there in the Elise. You know what I mean? Anyway, have you done ayahuasca? <laughs> Fucking crazy. <laughs> Jamie, bring up. There's this champ that does ayahuasca. You gotta he he hits a deadlift max almost instantly. A drug deal going down. It's a drug dealer who's very very into it. You gotta hand me the cash on the beat. No, no, with the beat. Okay, and. As the concerto rises, now we do the handoff. All, all of his white customers keep clapping on the wrong numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine being Bach and just being like, well, the Lord hath inspired me and I poured the soul granted to me by his, by his holiness into mine fingers that they may do God's will upon the ivories. And this music, I hope, shall secure, be it God's will, an everlasting place in our great society and, and culture. And it's just being used to essentially do economic racism better in West Palm Beach, Florida. <laughs> They're like, what's some shit that'll make people want to leave instantly? Bach. There's so many layers to that. Like, one, it's super condescending to assume drug dealers all hate classical music. And two, it says a lot about West Palm Beach, Florida, that they're like, you know what's fucking terrible? Classical music. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Let's use it to abuse people we don't like. Every single person in this story is an idiot. It's incredible. There's a quote here where one of the city partners goes, Hey, you know, it's not meant to be the Band-Aid. You know, the cure-all. Band-Aids don't cure everything. <laughs> it is meant to be the Band-Aid, not the cure-all. That's, they're two different things. <laughs> and normally I'd be like, oh, what a silly malapropism. But in Florida, like, who the fuck knows what this guy's deal is? Also, the new strategy is not meant to be a permanent solution to address the influx of homeless. Also, influx of homeless. Where do you think they're coming from? Those are your own citizens, dumbass. How, let's ask the question. Why do we suddenly have more homeless people here? Nobody's spending their last like $32 on a bus ticket to the state with the worst social services in the Western Hemisphere. There is a thing where a lot of the, uh, the, the big liberal cities will 
give people one-way bus tickets to homeless and um, mental health patients who they can't assist anymore and send them to another state or another city. That's a pretty common thing. Not fucking Florida. Yeah, nobody's sending them to Florida, though. Literally, the most advanced psych ward in Florida is at Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando. (laughs) (laughs) Because at least there, like, the cast members will, like, talk you through some shit if you start crying. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody will acknowledge that emotions exist. It's been been real easy to get away from Freddy Krueger at Halloween Horror Nights since Disney isn't providing health care to their contractors anymore. (laughs) Just saying, he's he's taking those corners really cautiously these days. <laughs> not not what he used to be. <laughs> Ilhan Omar. What about Ilhan Omar? The president was like, "Go back to Africa," which is like a thing the president can say now. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she was like, "Damn, he's bad." Anything on that? No, that's a pretty succinct description. She went on no, Rachel uh... Maddow and called him the worst president ever, which. All right. That's a bit much, don't you think? She said, I think she said modern history, which I don't know. It's definitely in the ballpark. She's definitely not ever. Again, nobody, nobody. This is like Jordan. I know LeBron's good, but nobody should be having the worst president conversation until someone worthy of Andrew Jackson arises. I was going to say. He is. Andrew Jackson was so racist that guys who literally owned slaves and did racism like at the highest levels of the game like founding fathers level racism looked at andrew jackson or like bro i don't even have words for this guy <laughs> <laughs> like he just that's the thing he loved more than anything was just and he also had the trump thing where he would do it mask off too he's a he uh, my theory is that andrew jackson was not neurotypical that's actually, that's the canonical stance of dumb and awful now is that he's basically like a train guy, but for genocide and <laughs> he didn't pick that. That's just the thing that he loves and knows everything about. He'll, he'll list off the genocides he's done for better or worse. And uh, because of that, he served in the house, the Senate, apparently is the first governor of Florida, respect everything. Again, of course he was. Uh, yeah, of course. He quit the Tennessee Supreme Court because it got boring and he wanted to do another genocide. Like, <laughs> imagine you've already served in the House Senate and now you've like retired to the Supreme Court and you're like, I think the country needs me. And everyone around you is going, no, no, we don't. We're fine. And you still just get on a horse and go west and just kill. He was old Hickory because he killed people with a stick. That was his affectionate nickname. Trump can't do one deadlift. <laughs> Andrew Jackson would casually beat a man to death. He actually did it in the Capitol a few times, too. Do you know, I, I looked this up. Apparently, Jackson uh, wasn't killing enough, so he went to Aaron Burr to become like best buddies and exchange dual tips. That's true. <laughs> because oh he would keep God. getting in duels, and like people would miss, and he'd be like, yeah, that's cool, and just plow their face off with his pistol so he became a social pariah and the only person that would hang out with them is aaron burr the other guy who murders people in the duel. you know the first thing they did was literally plot a war with spain and the southeastern america's indians jesus christ just like in the hip-hop musical <laughs> <laughs> oh 
He did it. By, by the way, he did that. Aaron Burr got tried with, with treason. The United States said, you literally don't have the power to declare war. Please stop going and killing people. And he said, uh, yes, I do. And just did it anyway and then became president. Then he threw a party that lasted like 10 days. And the only way they were able to get people out of the White House, again, true, is they put bathtubs of whiskey on the lawn. So people were lured outside and they locked the doors. <laughs> That's a true story about the American presidency. So relax, Jake Tapper. <laughs> No, that's why you got to respect the office, Rob. Mr. President. In, I, in 1822, apparently, Jackson was shot twice. He'd been in military campaigns forever. He was sick at home, apparently just coughing up blood and trembling for months, and he assumed he would die. So you know how he spent that, you know, he spent that time? If, you, if you're thinking, make peace with God and his fellow man, No. He said, I haven't done enough racism. <laughs> and he became the president and did more genocides. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and by the way, just uh, Jake Tapper, if, if he was around back in that day, 100%, he'd be like, Andrew Jackson makes racially tinged killings at Florida Creek Indian <laughs> Settlement. In and you'd actually be like, no, 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 it's fuck those, fuck the Indians. In, be like, yeah. like I said, sir, racially tinged. Wow. He's like just tweeting like inspiring Hermitage owner has secret handshake with each of his 300 slaves. <laughs> Liberals uh, going to liberal forever. Their ability to create this alternate reality in which everything is noble and respectable and every aspect of society is... is well-planned and executed, you know, occasionally not, not perfectly, but it's all uh, well-meaning and everyone is deserving respect in a position of power. It really is the, the modern version of convincing people to accept your capitalist class, right? Like it's, it's just the modern rationalization. Yeah, capitalism just degenerated. If you even want to call it that at this point into feudalism again, that's all. Oh, for like, sure. With a weird Calvinist thing that's just, we, we call it technocratic now. But the whole like super respect for people in power thing is mind blowing to me because Lyndon Johnson wasn't even that long ago and he loved to whip out his dick routinely. Like that was his go-to move was like, have you seen my dick guys? And then say the N word while his dick was out and near somebody's face. And they're like, you know what? Presidency, much respect. You got to respect those guys. They're all doing cool shit. Fucking amazing. Libs are the worst. Yeah, I mean, libs are just the party of, it's fine, because it has to be fine, because you're not doing anything, so if it's not fine, you're an asshole, and you're not an asshole, you were an AP student, so it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's all, it's an entire philosophy based off of the ad hoc rationalization that I can't possibly be bad, therefore everything, I mean, it's just just world theory again, that's all it fucking is, but it's a lazy just world theory. It's like reactive just world theory. I'm not a bad person. Therefore, what I'm doing must be okay. No. Let's not think about it. I did, did. Did you see what he was doing? So Ilhan Omar, Trump said, go back to Africa to more than just Omar. They attacked back. The Dems, the Dems attempted to pass a resolution saying that was racist. And after shooting themselves in the foot like 50 times, 
somehow gasping and clawing managed to get a non-binding resolution that said president bad over the finish line. And I'm not joking. They had so much fucking trouble with just that. But after that, Jake uh, has a whole thread now going where four anonymous house Dems, because of course, why would they ever actually attach their names to shit, uh, are talking shit about, uh, I hate the term the squad, but Ilhan Omar, AOC, Rashid Tlaib, all them, right? Uh, Ayanna Presley, talking shit about them and saying like, it's, you know, it's not fair. We stood up for them when Trump attacked them and we didn't even do anything when Omar was anti-Semitic. And now she's pushing this, this pro BDS legislation and hopefully she won't say anti-Semitic stuff again. But I just, we defended them. They should stop attacking us and being nice. They should be nice to us. That's the whole threat. It's Jake Tapper just as a mouthpiece going, ah, well, anonymous house Dem two said, everybody should be nice to me. Why are they so mean? Anyway, I enjoyed that one. I enjoyed watching yeah. Jake Tapper be a liberal mouthpiece again. He's, he's and watch them really Im- Im- immediately. The house Dems immediately fall backwards into. All right. So we solved the president's racist problem. Now let's get back to the real issue of leftist Dems trying to fix things. Fuck them. Jake Tapper, I trusted you to be better than Chuck Todd because you're slightly more handsome. <laughs> You've disappointed and because me. His name doesn't rhyme with cuck. Look, that was really it for me. Say what you will about Chuck Todd. His name does rhyme with cuck. It does. It's the best thing about him. Yeah, but Jake, wasn't Jake also the one who got a boner last time they bombed somebody? Don't make, I, I'm imagining Jake Tapper's boner now, which means. Oh, sorry. I didn't. It's time to go. We've, we've hit our time. <laughs> I'm going to hit stop right now. 